Part two, chapter three of A Key to Uncle Tom's Cabin by Harriet Beecher Stowe. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit us at LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Chapter three, Souther versus the Commonwealth, the ne plus ultra of legal humanity quote from the courier and inquirer yet in the face of such laws and decisions as these mrs stowe and etc the case of souther versus the commonwealth has been cited by the courier and inquirer as a particularly favorable specimen of judicial proceedings under the slave code with the following remark quote, and yet in the face of such laws and decisions as these mrs stowe winds up a long series of cruelties upon her other black personages by causing her faultless hero tom to be literally whipped to death in louisiana by his master legree and these acts which the laws make criminal and punish as such she sets forth in the most repulsive colors to illustrate the institution of slavery End quote by the above language this author was led into the supposition that this case had been conducted in a manner so creditable to the feelings of our common humanity as to present a fairer side of criminal jurisprudence in this respect she accordingly took the pains to procure a report of the case designing to publish it as an offset to the many barbarities which research into this branch of the subject obliges one to unfold a legal gentleman has copied the case from Grattan's reports, and it is here given. If the reader is astounded at it, he cannot be more so than was this writer. Quote, Souther versus the Commonwealth, 7, Grattan, 673, 1851. The killing of a slave by his master and owner, by willful and excessive whipping, is murder in the first degree, though it may not have been the purpose and intention of the master and owner, to kill the slave. Simeon Souther was indicted at the October term, 1850, of the circuit court for the county of Hanover, for the murder of his own slave. The indictment contained fifteen counts in which the various modes of punishment and torture by which the homicide was charged to have been committed were stated singly and in various combinations. The fifteenth count unites them all, and as the count certifies that the indictment was sustained by the evidence and giving the facts stated in that count, will show what was the charge against the prisoner and what was the proof to sustain it the count charged that on the first day of september eighteen forty nine the prisoner tied his negro slave sam with ropes about his wrists neck body legs and ankles to a tree that whilst so tied the prisoner first whipped the slave with switches that he next beat and cobbled the slave with a shingle and compelled two of his slaves a man and a woman also to cob the deceased with the shingle that whilst the deceased was so tied to a tree the prisoner did strike knock kick stamp and beat him upon various parts of his head face and body that he applied fire to his body that he then washed his body with warm water in which pods of red pepper had been put and steeped and he compelled his two slaves aforesaid also to wash him with the same preparation of warm water and red pepper that after the tying, whipping, cobbing, striking, beating, knocking, kicking, stamping, wounding, 
bruising lacerating burning washing and torturing as aforesaid the prisoner untied the deceased from the tree in such a way as to throw him with violence to the ground and he then and there did knock kick stamp and beat the deceased upon his head temples and various parts of his body that the prisoner then had the deceased carried into a shed room of his house and there he compelled one of his slaves in his presence to confine the deceased's feet in stocks by making his legs fast to a piece of timber and to tie a rope about the neck of the deceased and fasten it to a bedpost in the room thereby strangling choking and suffocating the deceased and that whilst the deceased was thus made fast in stocks as aforesaid the prisoner did kick knock stamp and beat him upon his head face breast belly sides back and body and he again compelled his two slaves to apply fire to the body of the deceased whilst he was so made fast as aforesaid and the count charged that from these various modes of punishment and torture the slave sam then and there died it appeared that the prisoner commenced the punishment of the deceased in the morning and that it was continued throughout the day and that the deceased died in the presence of the prisoner and one of his slaves and one of the witnesses whilst the punishment was still progressing field j delivered the opinion of the court the prisoner was indicted and convicted of murder in the second degree in the circuit court of hanover at its april term last past and was sentenced to the penitentiary for five years the period of time ascertained by the jury the murder consisted in the killing of a negro man-slave by the name of sam the property of the prisoner by cruel and excessive whipping and torture inflicted by souther aided by two of his other slaves on the first day of september eighteen forty nine the prisoner moved for a new trial upon the ground that the offence if any amounted only to manslaughter the motion for a new trial was overruled and a bill of exceptions taken to the opinion of the court setting forth the facts proved or as many of them as were deemed material for the consideration of the application for a new trial the bill of exception states that the slave sam in the indictment mentioned was the slave and property of the prisoner that for the purpose of chastising the slave for the offence of getting drunk and dealing as the slave confessed and alleged with henry and stone two of the witnesses for the commonwealth he caused him to be tied and punished in the presence of said witnesses with the exception of slight whipping with peach and apple tree switches before the said witnesses arrived at the scene after they were sent for by the prisoner who were present by request from the defendant and of several slaves of the prisoner in the manner and by the means charged in the indictment and the said slave died under and from the infliction of the said punishment in the presence of the prisoner one of his slaves and of one of the witnesses for the commonwealth but it did not appear that it was the design of the prisoner to kill the said slave unless such design be properly inferable from the manner means and duration of the punishment and on the contrary it did appear that the prisoner frequently declared while the said slave was undergoing the punishment that he believed the said slave was feigning and pretending to be suffering and injured when he was not the judge certifies that the slave was punished in the manner and by the means charged in the indictment the indictment contains fifteen counts and sets forth a case of the most cruel and excessive whipping and torture it is believed that the records of criminal jurisprudence 
do not contain a case of more atrocious and wicked cruelty than was presented upon the trial of souther and yet it has been gravely and earnestly contended here by his counsel that his offence amounts to manslaughter only it has been contended by the counsel of the prisoner that a man cannot be indicted and prosecuted for the cruel and excessive whipping of his own slave that it is lawful for the master to chastise his slave and that if death ensues from such chastisement unless it was intended to produce death it is like the case of homicide which is committed by a man in the performance of a lawful act which is manslaughter only it has been decided by this court in turner's case five rand that the owner of a slave for the malicious cruel and excessive beating of his own slave cannot be indicted yet it by no means follows when such malicious cruel and excessive beating results in death though not intended and premeditated that the beating is to be regarded as lawful for the purpose of reducing the crime to manslaughter when the whipping is inflicted for the sole purpose of chastisement it is the policy of the law in respect to the relation of master and slave and for the sake of securing proper subordination and obedience on the part of the slave to protect the master from prosecution in all such cases even if the whipping and punishment be malicious cruel and excessive but in so inflicting punishment for the sake of punishment the owner of the slave acts at his peril and if death ensues in consequence of such punishment the relation of master and slave affords no ground of excuse or palliation the principles of the common law in relation to homicide apply to his case without qualification or exception and according to those principles the act of the prisoner in the case under consideration amounted to murder the crime of the prisoner is not manslaughter but murder in the first degree End quote. on the case now presented there are some remarks to be made this scene of torture it seems occupied about twelve hours it occurred in the state of virginia in the county of hanover two white men were witnesses to nearly the whole proceeding and so far as we can see made no effort to arouse the neighborhood and bring in help to stop the outrage what sort of an education what habits of thought does this presuppose in these men the case was brought to trial it requires no ordinary nerve to read over the counts of this indictment nobody one would suppose would willingly read them twice one would think that it would have laid a cold hand of horror on every heart that the community would have risen by a universal sentiment to shake out the man as paul shook the viper from his hand it seems however that they were quite self-possessed that lawyers calmly sat and examined and cross-examined on particulars known before only in the records of the inquisition that it was ably and earnestly argued by educated intelligent american men that this catalogue of horrors did not amount to a murder and in the cool language of legal precision that the offence if any amounted to manslaughter and that an american jury found that the offence was murder in the second degree any one who reads the indictment will certainly think that if this be murder in the second degree in virginia one might earnestly pray to be murdered in the first degree to begin with had souther walked up to the man and shot him through the head with a pistol before white witnesses that would have been murder in the first degree as he preferred to spend twelve hours in killing him by torture under the name of chastisement that says the verdict 
is murder in the second degree because says the bill of exceptions with admirable coolness it did not appear that it was the design of the prisoner to kill the slave unless such design be properly inferable from the manner means and duration of the punishment the bill evidently seems to have a leaning to the idea that twelve hours spent in beating stamping scalding burning and mutilating a human being might possibly be considered as presumption of something beyond the limits of lawful chastisement so startling an opinion however is expressed cautiously and with a becoming diffidence and is balanced by the very striking fact which is also quoted in this remarkable paper that the prisoner frequently declared while the slave was undergoing the punishment that he believed the slave was feigning and pretending to be suffering when he was not this view appears to have struck the court as eminently probable as going a long way to prove the propriety of souther's intentions making it at least extremely probable that only correction was intended it seems also that souther so far from being crushed by the united opinion of the community found those to back him who considered five years in the penitentiary an unjust severity for his crime and hence the bill of exceptions from which we have quoted and the appeal to the superior court and hence the form in which the case stands in law books souther versus the commonwealth souther evidently considers himself an ill-used man and it is in this character that he appears before the superior court as yet there has been no particular overflow of humanity in the treatment of the case the manner in which it has been discussed so far reminds one of nothing so much as of some discussions which the reader may have seen quoted from the records of the inquisition with regard to the propriety of roasting the feet of children who have not arrived at the age of thirteen years with a view of eliciting evidence let us now come to the decision of the superior court which the editor of the courier and inquirer thinks so particularly enlightened and humane judge field thinks that the case is a very atrocious one and in this respect he seems to differ materially from judge jury and lawyers of the court below furthermore he doubts whether the annals of jurisprudence furnish a case of equal atrocity wherein certainly he appears to be not far wrong and he also states unequivocally the principle that killing a slave by torture under the name of correction is murder in the first degree and here too certainly everybody will think that he is also right the only wonder being that any man could ever have been called to express such an opinion judicially but he states quite as unequivocally as judge ruffin that awful principle of slave laws that the law cannot interfere with the master for any amount of torture inflicted on his slave which does not result in death the decision if it establishes anything establishes this principle quite as strongly as it does the other let us hear the words of the decision Quote, it has been decided by this court in turner's case that the owner of a slave for the malicious cruel and excessive beating of his own slave cannot be indicted it is the policy of the law in respect to the relation of master and slave and for the sake of securing proper subordination and obedience on the part of the slave to protect the master from prosecution in all such cases even if the whipping and punishment be malicious cruel and excessive End quote. 
what follows as a corollary from this remarkable declaration is this that if the victim of this twelve-hour torture had only possessed a little stronger constitution and had not actually died under it there is no law in virginia by which souther could even have been indicted for misdemeanor if this is not filling out the measure of the language of st clair that he who goes the furthest and does the worst only uses within limits the power which the law gives him how could this language be verified which is the worst death outright or torture indefinitely prolonged this decision in so many words gives every master the power of indefinite torture and takes from him only the power of terminating the agony by merciful death and this is the judicial decision which the courier and inquirer cites as a perfectly convincing specimen of legal humanity it must be hoped that the editor never read the decision else he never would have cited it of all who knock at the charnel house of legal precedents with the hope of disinterring any evidence of humanity in the slave system it may be said in the awful words of the hebrew poet he knoweth not that the dead are there and that her guests are in the depths of hell the upshot of this case was that souther instead of getting off from his five years imprisonment got simply a judicial opinion from the superior court that he ought to be hung but he could not be tried over again and as we may infer from all the facts in the case that he was a man of tolerably resolute nerves and not very exquisite sensibility and is not likely that the opinion gave him any serious uneasiness he has probably made up his mind to get over his five years with what grace he may when he comes out there is no law in virginia to prevent his buying as many more negroes as he chooses and going over the same scene with any one of them at any future time if only he profit by the information which has been so explicitly conveyed to him in this decision that he must take care and stop his tortures short of the point of death a matter about which as the history of the inquisition shows men by careful practice can be able to judge with considerable precision probably also the next time he will not be so foolish as to send out and request the attendance of two white witnesses even though they may be so complacently interested in the proceedings as to spend the whole day in witnessing them without effort at prevention slavery as defined by american law is no more capable of being regulated in its administration by principles of humanity than the torture system of the inquisition every act of humanity of every individual owner is an illogical result from the legal definition and the reason why the slave code of america is more atrocious than any ever before exhibited under the sun is that the anglo-saxon race are a more coldly and strictly logical race and have an unflinching courage to meet the consequences of every premise which they lay down and to work out an accursed principle with mathematical accuracy to its most accursed results the decisions in american law books show nothing so much as this severe unflinching accuracy of logic it is often and evidently not because judges are inhuman or partial but because they are logical and truthful that they announce from the bench in the calmest manner decisions which one would think might make the earth shudder and the sun turn pale the french and the spanish nations are by constitution more impulsive passionate and poetic than logical 
hence it will be found that while there may be more instances of individual barbarity as might be expected among impulsive and passionate people there is in their slave code more exhibition of humanity the code of the state of louisiana contains more really humane provisions where there are means of enforcing them than that of any other state in the union it is believed that there is no code of laws in the world which contains such a perfect cabinet crystallization of every tear and every drop of blood which can be wrung from humanity so accurately elegantly and scientifically arranged as the slave code of america it is a case of elegant surgical instruments for the work of dissecting the living human heart every instrument wrought with exactest temper and polish and adapted with exquisite care and labelled with the name of the nerve or artery or muscle which it is designed to sever the instruments of the anatomist are instruments of earthly steel and wood designed to operate at most on perishable and corruptible matter but these are instruments of keener temper and more ethereal workmanship designed in the most precise and scientific manner to destroy the immortal soul and carefully and gradually to reduce man from the high position of a free agent a social religious accountable being down to the condition of the brute or of inanimate matter end of part two chapter three souther versus the commonwealth the ne plus ultra of legal humanity